Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. Thank you, Hammerheads, for being here. Oh. I have heard that we have some new listeners this week. Welcome, new friends. <laughs> we hope you like us. Yes, thank you. Please stay for a drink. <laughs> It'll be good times. Happy. <laughs> Happy uh, post-Ash Wednesday. Oh, let's talk about Lent. Yes, hello there. It has begun. It has. It has begun. You're a good Catholic, Vic. I, I try. Mm-hmm. I try. Uh, do you give up anything for Lent? I do, and I've been giving up the same thing for Lent for the last, I think, three years or four years. And that is, uh, as, as our friend Christian Soltis Anderson can sympathize, I am a civilization video game addict. Uh. And so I will spend... If I have any sort of free time or I will create free time, then I'm trying to spend it conquering the world and in different ways. And, and But it's a total time suck. And in some ways, it's very useful because uh, you get so into the game that you actually uh, neglect your own uh, appetites. And so if you want to oh. not, like, you want to skip a meal, just play Civilization until it's like 1 a.m. and then go to sleep. But, uh, but I gave it up. And the plan, as always, is in lieu of that, I'm going to do more productive things like reading, cleaning, or even possibly spending more time with my family. I, you know, I like that it's third yeah. on the list. Yeah, yes. That was, that, the order is intended. <laughs> uh, and that's what I began. How about you? Um, so I am just a trashy, culturally appropriating Protestant. Who steals your Lent, your <laughs> Lenten true. traditions? I don't think it's required by you, or it's really not. My son no. asked if Protestants get ashes, and I said maybe some do, like the Anglicans. I don't know. Pa, I don't yeah. think yeah. I'm going to reveal my ignorance. No, I, but you I don't, don't think. I don't. No, no. I'm, I'm one of these, you know, non you people, non-denominational <laughs> plebes. But I, I think the practice is healthy mm. to think every day about yes. sacrifice. Oh, uh, and to reflect. Yeah, and so in true. MK style, I try, I try to give up something, mm-hmm. and I try to do a little devotional during Ooh, Lent every day. That's nice. And also in true Mary Catherine style, I, it lasts about four days usually, and it's it's it, it's inconsistent. Well, maybe maybe you're you're maybe it's too much of a sacrifice. Whatever it is, you need to sort of no, lower it. Actually, the sacrifice I do pretty well oh. on. It's the devotional. It's the devotional. It's the that's, that's the issue. <laughs> If you, you know, I don't know what that says about me. No, but okay. In the past, I have given up Coca-Cola. Oh, I, that's a big deal. I do love Coca-Cola, yeah. although yeah. I'm, I'm not as on it as I used to be, uh-huh. so it's not, uh-huh. I, I'm not as addicted okay. as I used to be. Sometimes I have given up not working out, which means oh, therefore, wait, wait, therefore oh, I must. Oh, oh, oh you must. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, I was thinking that you gave up working out. No. no the other way around. Um, this year, and th- I, this one's going to be mm-hmm. tough. I gave up cussing. I gave up cussing. You know but, what's interesting? For certain people, this is very difficult. And I think I was probably more in that camp earlier. I find myself just, I, feel, I find myself cussing less. And I don't know why. I used to do a lot more. It's a, but for you, I'm, for you, you've I'm got bad. the. I'm the, bad. The, yeah. No. What are you like? Like Joe Pesci? I'm, Joe yeah, Pesci no, bad? I'm throwing F bombs like it's confetti at the University of Georgia Bulldogs championship game. That's yes, how you. I throw them around. No, it's, <laughs> it's bad, yeah. and I'm attempting to be better because I have plenty of friends what are we who talking, don't cuss are we, are a lot. Are we talking and, about the F-bomb? Yes. S or uh, a little combinations? A lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, combinations. We got... In front of kids? <laughs> yes, oh. yes, abs- oh. absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's my wife. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I, Occasionally. <laughs> 
it's a you know it's a, it's a good exercise in learning boundaries for children because they learn that adults can do this but yes. you can't do that that's, that's right that's no, no, what no, no, no. that's, that's the, the lesson i want oh, to when teach. you curse yes say because here's the power that i wield and you do not by the way that is power. it southern that i say cuss is that a is yeah that a we, we i think we say curse up in Jersey. Colin says he says cuss. <laughs> Midwest says cuss. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're cussing. Okay. okay. All right. It's a general thing. <laughs> cuss a blue streak yeah. is how they say it. That's 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 for a lot of cussing. That's what I that didn't, means. I didn't. You know what? I remember being uh, so offended by profanity in like eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, and because it was beginning to catch on, right? Oh my god! I had to catch on six, seven. We were, like, we were a little you, earlier. You were than that. that. No, I began to hear it more, and then by like sophomore, junior, then it's just awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you find you couldn't believe that you would be on you know on the other end of it, and there you are, like yeah. again, like Joe here, Pesci. Here we are. So I'm 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 trying. Good for you. Yesterday I did well. I almost said the f word one time, and I backed off of it real quick. I adjusted in the middle of the play, and uh, but then I have a column coming out at the Daily Beast, and um, I used bs in it and i had to just write it out i had to write it out because it didn't work as the kicker unless i used it you could do a swear jar (laughs) and then give that money to the poor so i'm just going to say that in writing doesn't count guys okay it It, feels how does it feel to write it out though you know what i don't usually cuss in (laughs) writing very much that's actually the the exception for me right i don't Uh, do that a ton mm -hmm. uh especially in public but this called for it. You guys can mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it later on the show. Mm-hmm. It called for the word. Yeah. And my my art demanded that I cuss. Yeah. You, so I did. You found another way, another outlet. That's right. But there are ways to go. We have got a great show for you. Oh my goodness. I'm getting hammered this week. We have some. Uh, we have some State of the Union housekeeping. We do. We do. Uh, I'd say we were mostly right in our last episode. We did pretty well. I said the strongest part of the speech was Ukraine. Yes, yes. And and that overall it would not make a difference or move the needle. And I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are. (laughs) That's where we are. Can I, on a a serious note, can I just make a a, a quick complaint? Yeah. Um, If you have the impression that Joe Biden's son, Bo Biden, whose service I very much appreciate, died in combat, it's because the president has intentionally given you that impression Uh, on many occasions. Yeah. And although his death is tragic, Mm -hmm. he did not die in combat, and the president should stop doing that. He should stop doing that. Did he mention that? Along with the flag-draped coffins, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I would like to say that I would have liked to have heard about Afghanistan a tiny bit. And I know one word. And those lost there. And I know that that is politically problematic for him, but he is the commander in chief. And I think he can, I think he could easily have risen above that and mentioned these families who lost people. He was probably scared that people would boo him or yell out that 13 servicemen died. (laughs) But that happened anyway. Well, and that's the problem with this, right? We can go down this, this, Mm, this mm. path all day, but many people have been badly behaved in the last couple of years mm-hmm. during the state of the unions including ripping up speeches uh, yelling yeah. at obama you now lie. yelling yeah. now yelling at at this president not a good way to get your thoughts out there no you know just no. D- do it in the response yeah. which is what yeah the iowa governor did she spoke about afghanistan mm-hmm. she spoke about those yeah, lost there uh, that's that's the moment you want to do that i do, i appreciate decorum although i don't 
imagine we're getting closer to it anytime soon. No, and if you remember, it, it became a big rallying cry for the left after Joe Wilson yelled out, you lie, to President Obama. Yes. But at the same time, Joe Wilson raised a good amount of money. I mean, I know, I know people the, who wrote him a is, check. This is how our politics yeah, work. Yeah, that's, that's where we are now. But what did you think overall then? I, You know, I thought it was fine. I'm, I'm never blown away by State of the Union addresses. It was 70 minutes long, and we should count our blessings because he was speeding through it. So it could have yeah. lasted a lot longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't. it didn't sound to me like a president who has grasped the fact that his poll numbers are where they are. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like there's a pivot, aside from a brief admonishment of the progressive wing on the, oh, uh, sure, the, the party uh, with the defund. funding, defunding police and saying that we need to fund police. There were a couple. Oh, and there were a couple moments like that. Yeah, but not a not a full throated pivot here for sure. No, I was going to say there was no serious course correction, because if there was, then he would have to admit that he was wrong, and he like somebody else we know never admits that they're wrong. Oh, is that, is that me? Are you shading <laughs> <No>. me? <laughs> somebody else. Uh, and, and and so I I really thought that a lot of that State of the Union rang hollow, and I did not like uh, the opening is kind of a victory lap, and this war has not been won. Or we can say that, oh, we knew this was going to happen. We didn't, you know, I right. mean, it's, or. We are very much in the present f- tense right now. We are, it's far. This thing is far from over and far from ending well. But I also but we'll do want, the, I also do want the president to rally people around yeah. this cause. And I think he, I think because that was the strongest part of the speech, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that it went down. So, the, I mean, the understanding is that a lot of this has been prepared for weeks and months ahead of time. Yeah. And then, of course, Ukraine happened. And so it became this. Uh, disjointed jumble. Indeed. And and we have an expert here. Oh. We have an expert here, not just on vodka. You're so useful, Vic. I know. On, different things. On really tran- important stuff. He's an expert on transitions. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's a, he's a podcast host. He's an editor. Yeah. And when Fox's Dana Perino noted, hey, there she were no did. transitions here. There she was did. no rhetorical lift, which I'm not sure we want to put that on Biden. But the transitions we could do. Vic came to the rescue. Right? Uh, that's right. And then a, uh, a listener or a follower on Twitter, Jeremy Sunderwitz, had said that it could have used some of my transitions. Those of you who listen to the Subbeacon know how terrible they are. But that's part of the material. I mean, that's, that's the shtick. And so, what, what's funny is, so I, I came up with uh, nine. There were actually ten transitions that I thought would help because it is, I mean, he he jumps around from topic to topic yes. and sometimes out of nowhere, he was talking about Ketanji Braxton, uh, uh, Jackson Brown, who he has nominated for the Supreme Court and then suddenly uh, switched gears, I believe, to illegal immigration, Yeah, uh, which is uh, okay, great. That's a, that's a and, quick one. Yeah. And hey, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for being my nominee and let's move on. So, I mean, it was just covering it. It was weird. I mean, the whole thing was a mess. And so I had come up with nine. Again, I originally had 10. I removed one of them. They, uh, it had to do with Hillary Clinton and (laughs) not going to tell you what my colleague Aaron. Too too hot for print. Yeah, no, too hot for print. My colleague Aaron Harrison pushed me to do that one. And at the last minute I was like, I can't do it. It's too much. You know, it's probably probably the better part probably of Probably the best, but Vic. there were some questionable ones. Though. Okay, so I'm going to read Biden's part. Okay, all right. And then you're going to give me my transition. <laughs> sure, are, you, great. are you ready? Yeah, I'll give it to me. He will never extinguish their love of freedom. He will never weaken the resolve of the free world. Speaking of resolve, it's time we wipe the state of inflation off the fabric of our society. Well done. Well done. Because we know that when the middle class grows, the poor have a ladder up and the wealthy do very well. But ladders can be very dangerous, especially for someone my age. Sadly, our roads and bridges are dangerous, too, for someone of any age. So let me talk about infrastructure. 
<laughs> it is. It, it's that's a good word of caution for all of us. Yes, for all of yes. us. Get a spotter on your ladder. It is. <laughs> it is going to transform America and put us on a path to win the economic competition of the 21st century that we face with the rest of the world. And trust me, folks, this world is not one happy family. America has always had a sweet and sour relationship <laughs> with China. I'm sorry. You have to look up. And by the way, there's two references. Not, it's just not a sweet and sour, but a happy family. Look. Look it up. Look, pro- problematic and also Biden's voice. Yes, well done. Bi- You've really captured you. the author's, the speaker's the, the voice. Folks, and, and, and I feel like I had some license to do since I'm a quarter Chinese. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works in the world. Tonight, I'm announcing a crackdown on these companies overcharging American businesses and consumers. I'm also going to pull the plug on those Wall Street firms running nursing homes. Do not resuscitate the greed of the 1980s. <laughs> By the way, where did that come from? The I, Wall Street firms running nursing homes? That I makes don't know. It to, Afghanistan does not make it in, but the nursing homes make it into the state of the Union. It's a matter okay. of priorities, as right. Jen Psaki right. said, wow. okay? And that's, that's the priority. When we invest in our workers, when we build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out together, we can do something we haven't done in a long time. Build a better America. Now that would be a breath of fresh air. Speaking of which, aren't you glad we're no longer wearing these damn masks? <laughs> and while you're at it, pass the Disclose Act so Americans can know who is funding our elections. Now all this voting rights talk might sound boring and dry, but it matters. Just like our retiring Supreme <laughs> Court Justice Stephen Breyer. Oh, <laughs> there sweet, you go. Sweet that's, Breyer. That's it. That's, sweet Breyer. That's it. Yes. You know what? I like it. Wait, there's I, one more. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. There, there's there's there's. You, you take your choice. You, I I think that, yeah. Wait, it's hold up on. to you. Hold on. I do I do want to I want to hear this one. Okay. Skin, since Katanji Brown Jackson has been nominated, she's received a broad range of support from the Fraternal Order of Police to former judges appointed by Democrats and Republicans. Police love donuts. It's true, but they also love Taco Bell. Talk about making a run for the border. And then a seamless move. Yeah. To, to immigration. Right. Seamless. Yeah, seamless move. Uh, and I, that probably dates us because I don't think they use that slogan anymore, do they? Like, it's time to make a run for the... That was oh, their slogan, not. right? Wasn't it? Make a run for the border? That was what? Taco Bell? I think now it's just Yo Quiero. I'm just kidding. Oh, that that's was like an even ten, older that's like one. That's 10 years also, ago, that's too. Also with the dog, with the chihuahua. <laughs> anyway. You know what? The State of yeah. the Union is all, it's all about priorities, Vic. Oh. Oh. And I think I think you really brushed it up there. Thank you. It's showing his, his skill set. <laughs> you would think that in in the week of the State of the Union, in, in the new year, which we're, we're sort of still in the new year. Yes, it's all, we it's are. spring-ish. In my mind. That the United States Senate and Democrats leading oh. it would bring something that could be, you know, even close to considered a major priority for the American people. Yes. Instead, we have an abortion bill in the Senate that will not pass. It has nothing close to the 60 votes required to overcome a filibuster and pass. It's called the Women's Health Protection Act. And here's the thing. This is on so many issues, and, and abortion is among them. Both the Democratic Party and the press corps are so out of touch with what actual Americans mm-hmm. believe on the issue. It's not that a, it's not that an overwhelming majority of Americans are super, super pro-life to the point no. of supporting something like the six-week Texas heartbeat bill, right? right? That's, that's somewhat controversial. But when you get to like second and third trimester, this country, women in particular, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are very supportive of restrictions. Well, this bill, creates an absolute right to abortion prior to fetal viability 
prior to the point when the baby can survive outside the womb. It prevents state laws from protecting a baby's life after viability. So all those state laws right. down. Whenever a single health care provider determines that the continua continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the mother's life or health, health is considered both physical and emotional. Yeah. It would severely weaken conscience exceptions that allow practitioners to not be involved in abortions if they right. have religious, religious and, uh, and moral beliefs against mm -hmm. that. The bill also enshrines a right for non-doctors to perform abortions, even after viability, which is pretty far along. Yeah. There is so much here no, it, that yeah. American people would reject. And now this does not get a lot of coverage because it's basically base service and they don't have to pay a price for it. That's right. I mean, the whole State of the Union itself was base service because it's the only, it's the only group left that they can count on to, uh, for turnout this, uh, coming this November. But it really does expose how much Democrats are beholden to the far left. Again, as you say, it's not like this country is overwhelmingly pro-life, but it's also not like 80% pro-abortion on demand. No, no, and that's what I, the extent to which the party and much of the press mm -hmm. are just on the other end of the spectrum on this yeah. issue when a lot of Americans are truly in the yeah. middle or yeah. slightly lean, mm -hmm. like leaning quite a bit sometimes toward right. pro-life. I think it hampers Democrats in the end because... A lot of people are, took a vote on this. Manchin, I believe, opposed it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people one. took a, a, a vote on this and will have to answer for it. Sure. I was and even House members, Democrats, will have to answer for for this bill just indirectly. In, in their elections. That's right. And like, how would they have voted on this? Senator Casey for Pen of Pennsylvania, for example, who is traditionally comes from a very pro-life Democratic uh, background and family, but uh, he voted for this, and all have, they all have to answer for it. And so now everybody's on the record yeah. for either having been for it or against it, and I don't think that's going to uh, work for them. But again, uh, people tend to forget that uh, this this country's, you know, what they want is extremely liberal abortion laws that are more liberal than most countries in Europe. And we tend right. to think of Europe as being so much more advanced, progressive. No, they're and basically a first trimester That's it. You continent. know, we think about their health care, we think about this or that, when in fact uh, what, what we're at, the situation we're in, is putting us in regard to abortion policy on par with North Korea, yep. China. And that is not mentioned except no. for here. Well, and the, the equivalent, by the way, would be a pro-life bill on a federal level yeah. that took down yeah. all the state regimes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and their fair. rules and, and made it as expansively protective of life as possible yeah. in all 50 states with no exceptions. Right. Do we think that that would get as little coverage as this bill? It would get more coverage than uh, Ukraine. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Thanks for the transition. Oh, hey, I didn't, that was that was unintentional, but okay. <laughs> oh, the Ukraine update. All right. Here's what's going on. Continued invasion by Russian forces. It does appear, though, even though there is uh, always a word of caution that this is likely to get worse and to get more scary and to have more more terrible consequences for both refugees who are who have left. I think. It, I believe one international organization put it at a million folks have gotten out of Ukraine, which thank goodness they're out. And also that's a large a of, part a of, of your population. Yeah. Now there are some who cannot leave and uh, in civilian areas have been subject to bombings and, and yeah. missiles. Particularly and, in the South. Yes, particularly in the South as, as Russia continues to move. However, the Ukrainian 
military forces seem to be continuing to take out uh, logistical convoys of supplies and tanks north of Kiev. Kiev. Look Kiev. at me. Kiev. <laughs> we can do it. Yes. We can't decide how to say it. And sort of hanging in there yeah. as they reach out, con- continue to reach out for international support. Uh, uh, Zelensky has said, you know, can, can we join the EU ASAP, guys? Yeah. And by the way, and we'll, we'll play the audio. Yeah, this, yeah, but sure. Zelensky was a comedian and a reality show star oh, yeah. and an actor before he was president. And he was president in a show. He was president of Ukraine in a show <laughs> where he portrayed a lot of these issues. Sort of their veep, I guess, mm-hmm. would be the yes. equivalent probably. And, yeah, uh, it was and comedy. He, Here's, here's a clip of him getting in the show, Servant of the People, getting a call from Angela Merkel about potential, uh, potential NATO membership. So now he's doing the real deal. Hello? Good morning, Mr. Kolobarochka. Can I connect you with Angela Merkel? Yes, you can connect. Hello. My congratulations. We decided to take your country to the European Union. Oh, f- Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm so happy. Yes. Oh, oh and, uh, thank you very much, all the uh, Ukrainians and uh, all of our country. Oh, we've been waiting for this so much time. Ukrainians? Yes, Ukrainians. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a mistake. I was calling to Montenegro. Montenegro. Nice. Okay. Yeah, my my congratulations. Yes, to Montenegro. Bye bye. It's sad but true. And getting into the European Union, by the way, it really is like trying to get into a country club. When I lived in Austria, which I mentioned on every episode, back in the nineties. It was the year before Austria was to join the European Union. So it was 93, 94. And the European Union was courting Austria hard, you know, but that would mean Austria would give up the shilling, which is its own currency. And then a lot of its sort of um, policies would now be dictated from Brussels in return for what? And so that was the big thing. They were giving them the hard sell. And it is really like, you know, when a country club really wants to go after somebody. And certainly Austrians are very good at um, uh, saving money. And they're good with their spending, unlike the Greeks, you know, right. or the Italians or the Spaniards. So, you know, I mean, and they needed Austria to sort of offset certain countries that were not as uh, good at uh, saving money. Right. Whereas, you know, for a country like Great Britain, you know, they left because it's like the country club dues were too high. Yeah. You know, and it's like they're not getting out a lot. Relatable. Out of it. Yes. No. And it's like it's, we're not getting a lot out of this membership. And it's like, you know how country clubs, you have the dining fee. Yes. You know, you got to go. So even if you don't go there, you're paying for the meals. So now, you, so now you got to go to Brussels for your meals. You know what I mean? And it's like, again. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so that's that's the situation that they're in. It's very funny that they played it. But it really is kind of that country club feel. Here stateside, we have a, um, a Ukrainian-born member of the U.S. Congress. Did you know this? Yes. Victoria Sparch, she is of Indiana. That's great. Uh, she represents Indiana. She was um, the co-founder of the Hamilton County, Indiana Tea Party. She met her Hoosier-born husband and uh, Hoosier-born and raised husband on a train in Europe. They married in 2000. She immigrated to the U.S. then at the age of 22, and she be- became a U.S. citizen in 2006. 
And uh, she has been out front and... It's the great American story. It's the American dream. Really wonderful. And she has been um, out front and quite emotional speaking about Ukraine. So we'll play a little bit of her. Thank you. I didn't prepare a speech. So so I'll talk from my heart. This is not a war. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian people by a crazy man who cannot get over that Ukrainian people do not want socialism, Soviet Union, communism. They want to be with the United States of America. They want to be free people, but they want to be with the West. And he cannot get over. Zelensky, by the way, continues to lead with quite a bit of courage. I was reading one one translated uh, uh, speech of his or briefing of his uh, where he's he's talking about he's basically addressing the Russian troops and the Russian people, saying every occupant occupant must know that they will not get anything here. Sending more military equipment and more Russian people will not change anything. No matter where they go, they will be killed. Ukrainians will show the enemy that we do not let go of what is ours. For us Ukrainians, this is a patriotic war. Our country does not want to be littered with dead soldiers. Tell your commanders that you want to live. We must restore peace as soon as possible. It really is going to come down to that, whether or not they can convince the Russian people to finally say enough is enough and refuse Putin's orders at every level. I mean, that even up to the level of the oligarchs whose, uh, you know, whose life is supposed to be made more difficult. Uh, I'm doubtful at this point. I've become very pessimistic yeah. uh, about about the situation there because at the end of the day, you know, you have this convoy, for example, that's 40 miles long and they have to stick to the main road because they're, otherwise they're getting stuck in the mud, which is something that, you know, <laughs> the Germans found out in uh, 41, in 42 rather. And yet they have no sort of air support that could just blow this convoy to pieces like the, the highway of death in, in, in Iraq. And so uh, Putin is playing the long game. They... Don't he doesn't care? He'll turn it. He'll turn. He'll turn Kiev into Grozny, right? If people forget about. Well, and that's what. Yeah. That's that's the next, the next depressing story is that, and the next news cycle is that everyone's looking into the idea of war crimes here. Yeah. Uh, cluster bombs being used, something called thermobaric. Oh yeah. Weapons sure. being used, and the, there is the idea that as the as the news tightens around you know, Russian mm-hmm. finances and Russian culture or Russian society, that it's hard to miss how isolated they're becoming as a regular Russian, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. it's so severe that right. these things are, you know, when you can't use your Apple Pay at the Metro, which we mentioned, you start to notice this no matter what state media is telling mm-hmm. you. So there's that part of it, but I, I join you in being deeply concerned. Yes, uh, two things. So one, uh, a, my uh, wife's cousin, he's married to a Russian. She's a wonderful doctor. Her sister is still, you know, lives in Russia. Right. And she was just saying, for example, her, her 401k is like down. To, it's just wiped off. It's gone. Everything's gone. You Yikes. know, and it's unclear they'll ever get that back. Yes. Right. So that's Ugh. one thing. So people are getting upset. But again, uh, you know, Putin exercises such control right. over the state, uh, and, and, and it, but it becomes also infuriating. The other thing I was going to say, how infuriating it is, when you listen to Biden's State of the Union, where, you know, America, give yourself a pat on the back, you yeah, know, no, because that's, that's not you know, where we are yet. freedom will always prevail, et cetera, et cetera. And yet he doesn't mention 
that, we continue to import 650,000 barrels of oil every day. We are paying the Russians for this oil, yes. and that money is going to finance this war. Yes. You know, and, and, but, and yet he can't, the alternative to that is if he had a ban on the oil, then the gas prices will really skyrocket and inflation and everything else. And the only way to solve that is to increase more drilling. But he can't do that because he's beholden yep. to the environmentalists. Yep. It's a, it's a perfectly bad storm. And making, making it even worse, a friend of the show was telling me he speculates that the solution will be the Iran deal. Ugh. See, then we get the oil from Iran. Great. <laughs> All right. Great. On that happy Good note. Job, no, I, I, did, I also wanted to say I, I've been reading about a lot of attempts at solidarity in the U.S., yeah. including sometimes cutting out Russian art from various you know from movie houses and from it's like okay uh, let's no. this is yeah this is the problem with sanctions in the time of cancel culture mm-hmm. right that russia is very aggressive but we can separate russian people mm-hmm. from putin and not deprive ourselves yeah. of art and things or be mean mm-hmm. to our russian american friends here and elsewhere and i think that you know Cancel culture is a bit like cultural sanctions. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how it functions, right? But now we kind of have no limits on that. Everybody's just like, well, get the Russian stuff out of here instead of thinking for half a second about whether they should throw out their Latvian vodka or their Russian vodka. By the way, we're taking bottles if you you (laughs) get rid of them. That's right. Please send us your Smirnoff. So I think like, Smirnoff is great, by the way. Just like, be careful. Yeah. Be careful out there. My my daughter, uh, she had a piano recital over the weekend, and we were noting on, we're noticing on the uh, the program that uh, uh, a couple of the kids were playing uh, pieces from Shostakovich, uh, Prokofiev, and Rachmaninoff. And I was I was going to be like, that's it. We got to leave. Did we you heckle them? Yeah. How dare you play this piece? You know. <laughs> you so, Lauren Boberted yeah. the the piano. Yeah, that's title. I Boberted I Boberted for coffee off. Good, yeah. good job. Yeah. You lie. <laughs> oh man. Oh wait. One, one more yeah. sunny story. Oh, please. Uh, from more. I'm, I'm, I'm at rock bottom right well, now. But this one is yeah. sort of uplifting. Okay, Out of my home state. These are my people. Oh. NASCAR team owner Richard Childress appeared on Fox News Wednesday, where he offered the country of Ukraine one million rounds of ammunition. I was listening the other day and I heard President Zelensky say he didn't want out, he wanted ammunition. This is a so he he paired up with a with a ammo producer in California. Why do they even still allow him to be in California? <laughs> ammo Incorporated and he bought all this ammunition and they're working with a private partner to get it and it, it is the appropriate caliber because these are right-wingers so they know yeah. how to do that. This is a wake-up call for Americans. He said this is why we have to have our Second Amendment to see the people in Ukraine fighting. It's terrible to see the lives that are being lost over there and we have to do all we can. And I felt with Ammo Inc. and myself, we were doing the right thing and we are going to get that ammunition to them as quick as we can. So praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Good for, good for them because I think you'll be able to just transport. You can fly directly to Germany and then take it from there. So. Some, Richard, you know what it's going to be? Richard Childress is going to have a race car driver just bootleg NASCAR driving it over the border. You know, we'll get it there. You, we you, will get you, it there. You know, flying across the Autobahn. Dukes are hazard style. That's right. That's, That's right. what's well, going to well, good for them. Good for them. Oh, speaking of unwanted advances. Uh-oh. Hey, look at you. Look at you. Thank a you. Thank better you. Thank day you. on getting hammered. Governor, former governor, oh, yeah. Andrew Cuomo, trying to make a comeback. He's trying to make a comeback, yes. Vic. Yes. How do we feel about this? Uh, you know, it's the old saying, miss me yet, right? They love to do that. <laughs> like they, you would see these billboards with George W. Bush, even Trump to a certain extent, miss me yet. Right. I don't think anybody's missing 
no. It's like no Cuomo one asked yet. for this. No, no one asked no. for this. So what uh, is happening here? To me, to me, this yeah. exemplifies the sort of shamelessness that was the key to his governing yes. and to his downfall, oh, yeah. right? It's yeah, this yeah. bluster yeah. and this like massive ego, supreme confidence to the point of he, act, and I had to make sure that this was real because I remembered it vaguely, to the point that he started, he ran these COVID briefings like a traveling medicine oh, show. Yeah. Like he would just bring out and stuff he, and, and then unveil it. And he'd had of his kids there. Yeah, and he know. had, well, yeah. Great he, un, he unveiled a quilt made of cloth masks yeah. at one point. He unveiled a six-foot styrofoam mountain that was to symbolize mm-hmm. the city's journey mm-hmm. through the through the COVID peak and, don't forget and his, over and it. And don't forget his book. Oh, and the $5 million book deal. Mm-hmm. So he comes under fire for three different things, for the nursing home order that led to the deaths of many, many senior citizens. That in itself. Yeah. No, any one of these things yeah. could have taken out another person. But then they hid the figures which later tripled from 5,000 to 15,000 lost in nursing homes in New York. While he was hiding that, he was getting the $5.1 million book deal. Mm -hmm. And then he was hit with a cascade of sexual harassment allegations from 11 women. Yeah. There are no criminal charges, which is what he's hanging his hat on now with a $369,000... Had, but I'm sure the numbers are You have to spend them because that money's sitting there. You know, it's campaign money. It, 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 you have to spend the war chest. It's an ad buy for a 30-second ad that says politics is what won here. And the state of New York was deprived of a great leader. Oh, I'm sure uh, Governor Hochul and Letitia James are going to love that. Well, I looked it up because I was like, well, maybe do the people of New York in their sometime insanity want this man back? So I looked up the polling. 77% said in October they do not, do want, not him want him to him run back. again. Yeah. So this this ad is facing an uphill battle. Yeah. For wow. sure. You got to spend that money. <laughs> you got to spend yeah, you that money. You can't sit there. No, it's, it's a move. Okay. It's a move. Yeah. Uh, he's audacious, if nothing else. So he's he's trying to mount his comeback. I, I would argue that um, that the Democratic Party has the opportunity to rid itself for good mm-hmm. of a blustery, egomaniacal New York scam artist, and they should do so, or else they'll end up like another party. That's right. That's right. All right. Vic, have you seen this viral clip about Wheel of Fort- Fortune? Wheel of Fortune, I can yeah. say words. <laughs> I have been hearing all about it, and then I uh, saw Pat Sajak's wonderful and very sympathetic tweet regarding that situation. Okay, I'm going to bring that up too. I haven't watched this Good yet. Good guy. He's very nice. I haven't watched this yet. I want to play a game called Can I Handle This Cringy Clip? Here we go. <laughs> Do you have sympathetic embarrassment? Is that a thing that, like, like when you're watching something, does it bother you, you if well, someone else is embarrassed? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> some people, if it's somebody I like, uh, yeah, then otherwise... Well, see, I have I'll, it for anyone. I'll, t- I'll tell you this, for example, okay? Um... Many, many, many years ago, a, a former colleague uh, was making a, a debut on TV. And everybody got so excited that we had gathered in the workroom to watch. And she bombed. No! She bombed. It was in the early years of Fox News. And it was so, it was so painful that I, 
I think I might have walked out, and certainly another guy. No, it was like too much, you know. Like I, you know, and so I you know the feeling. And and you just you know, you didn't know what to say, but you really genuinely, I felt bad. I wasn't like, of ah, course, you know. I I had trouble for years. Everybody wanted to watch American Idol, right? And they wanted they love that first round where everybody's uh, yeah, sure. just awful. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't it's even stay in the same room. <laughs> I have to leave the room. Right, 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 right. I'll walk around with mm-hmm. my hands sort of mm-hmm. over my eyes like mm-hmm. a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And so this Wheel of Fortune clip that people have been tweeting makes me scared. So okay. we're going to play it. Here we go. This is my own personal hell. All right, just to open, we have a Wheel of Fortune board here where it says another feather blank in uh-huh. Y-O blank R blank a blank which if you're looking at it is very clearly yeah another yeah. feather in your cap okay. i'll solve okay another feather in your hat i'm sorry what christopher hat did she say hat or yes. cat i think she said hat 650 g no G. Thomas. Uh-oh, the bankrupt country. Lori, I have another shot at it. You can spin the wheel. You know what? That's probably better than puzzle. guessing. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your lap. <laughs> oh. No. No. No, my friend. Although the feather is moving around. <laughs> Christopher. Well, we're still spinning. Here we go. 900. D. No. Thomas. No. He didn't want to solve it either. Y'all. Well, Thomas, I think the wheel got... Laura, you have another opportunity here. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. What do you want to do? You know do? what? There's a guy who spun yeah, bankrupt and, and then lose a turn, and I think he's the winner because he didn't have to embarrass himself guessing yet. Wow. There you go. Well, what letter would you like? The spiritual winner. A P? There you go, yes, girl. Yes, there's a P. Oh, look at you. Okay, you can do it. You can do it. Spin or solve. I will solve. Okay. Okay. Another feather in your map. Christopher, map? it's your turn. <laughs> okay, stop. I can't take it anymore. I give up. I give up. I can't do it. No, no, no. They're going to get there. They're going to get there. I believe in them. Oh, my goodness. The bankrupt guy. Oh, he's bankrupt Thomas, too. Man, this is a, this is a roller coaster. Okay. So what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You okay, surely that. Yeah. I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so oh, gray right. suit really was the winner because he didn't have to embarrass himself earlier. Yeah. And, and then, then once, he, <laughs> once he's only missing one letter left. Was it only one letter left? There were two letters, two letters left. left. Okay. Yeah. How? In your lap? I'll tell. Well, what Pat Sajak said was, it is much different when you're there on stage with the Klieg lights and everything. Else. The Klieg lights, when the, you know you're in the spotlight and everyone's there watching, and you just sort of panic and you're only half thinking because you know you're on TV. How dare you? That is a good. I full I, think all the time. I will. I will. I will. I will. I, will, I, I can understand that because, uh, again, here's a story that this has happened. This happens to me when I went skeet shooting with my son, 
and it was in front of all these people, and I couldn't hit anything. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, the worst, right? I mean, I missed everything, and there were women there who who never shot in their life, right? And they're they're hitting this thing, the pigeons, and and I still can't. And the guy's telling me what to do. I'm not even listening to the guy anymore. I just completely just blanked out, like right. frozen. Like, I don't know what he's saying. I just want to leave. I just, just need, and, and everyone's staring. And maybe that's what they were going through. But yeah. it is it's, awful. It's, it so is. Pat Sajak says, we'll, we'll, we'll give him the, these, give them these nice words from Pat Sajak. It always pains me when nice yeah. people come on our show to play a game and win some money and maybe fulfill a lifelong dream and are mm-hmm. then subject to online ridicule when they make a mistake or something goes awry. Last night's feather in your cap puzzle was case in point. Sitting at home, it seems incredible that they couldn't solve it. Yeah. But I knew in real time what was happening. The first attempted solve was feather in your hat, which, by the way, is how a lot of people say it. So all three players uh-huh. thought it was a good solve and were stunned when I said it was wrong. So then they're going off different directions yeah. to try to figure it out. I have been on TV a couple of times and actually just lost all the thoughts in my brain. Now, uh-huh. my trolls will say this happens frequently, but no, no, no. <laughs> Two times in particular. One when I was talking, I was on the O'Reilly Factor years ago, yes. and we were talking about uh, bailing out the automakers. Yeah, and that is a long time ago. I could not think of a sentence to say, and I'm sure it was only about two and a half seconds, but it felt, felt like like an eternity. And I finally just blurted out. My brain told me just say something that's car related, and I was like the the big three, and then I found. <laughs> And I like sort of got my feet back under me. Another time on uh, John King's show, formerly John King's show, Inside Politics on CNN, I just lost my train of thought and I actually had to say, I lost my train of thought. It's the only time that has ever happened. I was horrified. And actually, you know what came of it? Nothing. No one cared. No oh, one noticed. I thought, I thought you were going to say nothing. I wasn't booked ever again on that show. No, no. <laughs> no but it, it wasn't yeah. a big deal. So yeah. these things that you that you imagine I, I, you will be horrific. Put, you always have to put yourself in the, uh, uh, the the viewer situation. They're doing other things. They're not paying attention. It's just, you know, whatever. And I always think about this with um, if you're doing some sort of a presentation or you're up on stage. I mean, half the audience is distracted by yeah. other things that, you know, they're just like waiting for you to get through whatever it is you're doing. Yes. You know? I think a, a, a good lesson about life in general is that a mm-hmm. lot fewer people are thinking about you mm-hmm. in detail yeah. than you think are, right? They're not, right. They're not that worried about you. That's and right. You you're worried about you. As worried you're about worried about you. <laughs> but. but I just want to commend my own bravery because I, get, I got through that clip. So that's right. Yeah, you almost didn't. I almost didn't know. I'm glad we made it to the end. Speaking of which, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tell your friends and your friends' friends. <laughs> I am Mary Catherine Ham. You can find me at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on both Substack and Instagram. We appreciate you being here. If we have ruthless listeners and or flyover podcast listeners, Thank you for being with us. Stick with us. Sometimes we might even actually get hammered. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.